Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. I think this marks the end of spooky season. No! (laughs) I love how the word spooky sounds adorable. It's like, oh, little spooky. It's, It's about like being scared though. Like, I I recently talked to um, a linguist, and they were saying that the funniest words in the English language are are either words with the letter K or the double O words, like boob, noob, but then also spooky. And I feel like if you're going to choose a word Hmm. to, to, to explain something scary, why would you go with spooky? Well, don't, don't even get me started on spoopy. What's that? That became a whole thing. I think the meme of spoopy started because there was a packaging error at a Halloween store that said spoopy instead of spooky. Wait, do and people so, use the word spoopy? Look, I'm going to tell you straight up. I fell into the meme trap of spoopy. I thought it was funny. I used it for many years. Until people recently were like, oh, it's so stupid to say spoopy. I'm like, well, fuck you. You don't like to have fun. So there's a new word that surged out of a misprint from like an Amazon Prime warehouse. Some shit. And now people say, oh, I want to get spoopy. Yep. So it's even lessened. It lessens the scariness. (laughs) It really, you know, and that's, I think that's really representative of Halloween. (laughs) Because... Halloween is supposed to be scary, right? But it ends up being, in my opinion, not scary whatsoever. It's just about children dressing up and getting candy. So if if there's going to be a word to describe something like Halloween, I think spoopy is the perfect word. It is the perfect word. It's like, let's just talk about dead people in a really fun way. I feel like what you just described in spoopy and how sort of something evolved to something else is truly in Halloween fashion absolutely it's inculcated in halloween because i as i do um did my research because i'm a nerd and i learned i learned a lot about the history of halloween when i arrived here as a kid with my mom and my dad halloween just seemed like almost like a valentine's day like something that was just made up to just dress up and buy shit but I had no idea that there's just this very, very long history and culture related to Halloween. Like, Halloween was a Celtic pagan ritual that represented the end of the summer months and the beginning of winter, which was, like, when I guess everyone died back then. So they thought that that day, the day between summer and winter, was the day where the dead were closest to the living. Mm -hmm. They thought that they were everywhere. They thought that these dead people were everywhere and the ghosts were everywhere. So they themselves had to dress up to scare the ghosts away. And then it was merged with Catholic traditions because November 1st was All Saints Day. And I feel like the Catholics were like, I mean, why don't we just keep this fun little tradition around? (laughs) Let's make it Catholic. And let's make it like Hollow's Eve, which fits in with All Saints Day because, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I feel like the, like, I feel like Catholics were like, if we take away Halloween for these guys, they're going to rebel. So let's find a way (laughs) to have them still be able to dress up and have fun and bob for apples. As long as they don't dress up like Satan. Which, which we do. Sexy Satan. We do dress up as sexy devil now. (laughs) Well, sexy everything. Sexy Elmo, sexy 
fucking I mean, tuna Elmo can. is sexy. How dare you sexify Elmo when Elmo himself is a sex symbol? I mean, that is a great point. You know, you don't you don't need to make him any sex here. What what are you gonna sexify next? And listen, I am all for sexy cosplay. There's plenty of sexy characters. Just look at most comic book characters and anime and video game. Anyway, I'm veering off, but <laughs> I I always make fun of the sexy costumes, but it's not because I don't think people should not be sexy on Halloween. It's just Jesus, people get creative with your sexiness. If I see one more sexy bus driver. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's the most fucking caquita idea you can think of. Like, <laughs> a little cap and, like, a little, like, blazer with, like, bus driver name tag and, like, little short shorts and fishnet stockings and stiletto boots. It's It really is bizarre seeing the origin of, <laughs> of, the, of the holiday, which was, like, these poor people thought the dead were coming to get them. I love pobres. And they were they were preparing themselves for a horrific winter where most people did die. And we're like, I'm going to be like sexy doctor. I'm going to save your life, but be sexy while I do it. Why? Evolution, baby. <laughs> Evolution of all the things. I mean, but you know the costumes they used to wear, right? It's really disturbing. What, what do you mean? When? The, back in the Celtic times, the costumes that they wore to ward off the dead were made out of dead animal heads and carcasses and skins. Mm. Like they would wear animal heads on their heads. It's like dandy bear <laughs> animatronics, but pretend they were real pandas. Like they were frightening. Yeah, and like they got gutted and skinned and deboned and just placed, like that's what they used as costumes. Real clever. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to do that today. No. Porque I sexy panda, I sexy de todo, sexy armadillo, sexy can of beans. Like there's just, I mean, sexy, really... I would, I would love to see a sexy can of beans. Like what, what do you do to, what do you do to sexify a can of beans? Do you just like put a, put on a belt? Like what, what, what is a sexy? I don't know, Honestly, yo, but I guarantee you Google that shit. It's there. It exists. Someone thought of it. I wish I could be in the room at these like costume companies and be like all right guys what do the what do girls want to dress up as this year where they can show off their culo and thighs and their tetas and maybe their peepees like what do we do what do we do what do we do and then just be like oh oh <laughs> um sexy barney it's like fuck yeah dude you know what sexy steve jobs yes yes sexy steve jobs there's nothing sexier than technology and also turtlenecks. So let's go. Let's go. That's it. It's just a turtleneck and a thong. It's 100%. I feel like people started to do sexy blank as a response to be sexy, but now people do it ironically. Like, do you know the um, the uh, Borat, like, unitard yeah. look? I've seen that so many times. And I feel like the first guy that wore it was like, I feel really sexy right now. And I feel like now guys wear it and they're like, I know this is not sexy. I'm I'm aware I'm fully aware this is my postmodern sort of interpretation of Halloween because I took sexy and made it ironic. The thing about sexy, right? Like sexy, especially in Miami. Obviate gaso, eso, bro. Okay, just go to Coconut Grove on Halloween. You'll I honestly, I, mean. I don't, I can't imagine a day I would want to be in Miami less than Halloween. Oh, Truly, no, honestly, I'd, I'd be terrified. Absolutely not. Absolutely I'd be terrified not. for the wrong reasons, not because of the ghosts and the. I'd be terrified because I'm like, is this, is this the future of humanity? I'd be like concerned everyone is so in guero in miami on halloween that i was like i'm going to get pregnant 
by walking through this crowd in South Beach because someone's BB is going to poke me. <laughs> Did you ever watch Mean Girls? Oh, of course I watch Mean Girls. I'm a I'm a 30-something-year-old woman. Mean Girls was my religion for like a, a good two years there. So, I mean, my whole life in Miami on Halloween was basically me showing up to a costume party looking terrifying like the like that gory bloody bride that she dressed up as and everyone else is like i'm a cute cat (laughs) and i would get judged i remember one time specifically i went to south beach for halloween and i think i was meeting up with david my husband and, and some friends i was dressed up as Coraline. That is so scary. I couldn't watch Coraline because I, I know it's just like, I know it's just like claymation, but I've never been so terrified of like Play-Doh in my life. It, I, I found Coraline to be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not ter- like the, I, I was dressed up in like her blue starry turtleneck look with her like blue hair and the little dragonfly clip. And I was real proud of this cosplay because I'm such a big fan of Coraline. And I remember walking through South Beach on my way to meet up with everyone and the judgmental looks I got from all the sexy cops, not even like the sexy, like just the guys, the girls, they were all just looking me up and down like, ew, like what, what is she wearing? Like super whack, bro. Like a turtleneck. Like I was more clothed than the nuns like then the people dressed up as nuns porque tu sabe they're sexy nuns no one's walking around in a full, full nun costume but like i i'm a i'm a halloween snob there yeah i said it no you are i and I, you know what and i admit it for you like you take it very very seriously i take it seriously like most people are like oh fuck i have a costume party tomorrow um uh, i'm just gonna go to the pharmacy i'm just gonna yeah all right uh here's a stocking i'm gonna put it over my face and i'm a robber and that's it like (laughs) and you're like probably months in preparation trying to figure out exactly what nuanced costume you're gonna pull off imira you can get real creative just by going to goodwill because a lot of my cosplays that i've done have come from putting together pieces from like thrift stores and stuff or even from my own closet so once again i don't want our listeners to be like oh my god why is she so against women showing off their bodies i'm like no girl i'm all for it please it's just the creativity part i i agree and i also feel like i don't mind it i think it just makes me laugh for me halloween is like the madonna of holidays madonna has just remarketed herself so many times like there's eras of madonna where she was this where she was that and that's how i feel about halloween because no joke no joke halloween sort of like got to the united states during the potato famine because a lot of irish people had to leave and they arrived to the united states and they were like hello oh my god i can't do an irish accent i'm gonna do the, i'm gonna get dressed for halloween oh my god <laughs> it's fucking terrible i can't do the irish accent it's like a pi- it's like an english pirate like you try. No, let me try it again. Okay, like so. Trick or treat. Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Irish arrived during the potato famine at the end of the 19th century, and they brought along their you know Halloween tradition, and that's sort of when Halloween started blowing up here in the states. But Halloween went from like this pagan ritual to then this like 
Catholic mix of paganism to all of it being about the solstice and about warding off the dead. And then in the 1940s here in the United States, it became pretty fucking dangerous. Like the trick or treat part wasn't cute. It was straight up vandalism. There was vandalism in Halloween. It was like literally when they said trick or treat, they would say, give us candy or we'll trash your house. So trick or treat was born through this vandalism and and hooliganism where people would show up at people's houses and be like, give me candy or I'll fuck up your house. And then they had to stop it. They had to be like, yo, we got to stop and we got to make this cute. So everyone have candy in your house and the kids are going to dress up as well. And we're just going to let's rebrand. Let's Madonnaify. Let's rebrand. And they rebranded it. They would have been canceled if they would have continued the way that they were going. But Halloween was like, no, rebrand the shit out of me. And now it's adorable when kids say trick or treat. But it used to be, it used to be treat or I will fuck your shit up, literally. That's hilarious. (laughs) But also I grew up thinking it was trick or treat. So I was like a trick or a tree. No, no, are you serious? Who's giving away trees up in here? Trick or treat. Then again, Miami's very tree centric. I mean, my abuelo had like 40 trees in his backyard. Like it was a Whole Foods back there. You know what I mean? Wait, so you you straight up were like, it's either a trick or a treat? Hello, Latinos. Most Latinos say trick or treat. They don't know how to say trick or treat. They don't have time for that nonsense. Trick or treat. They don't even know what they're saying. I didn't even know what I was saying as a kid. I didn't even know I was giving options to these people whose doors I was knocking on. It honestly sounds like an onomatopoeia. Like, it's like the reggaeton song about trick or treat. And it's like, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, you know? Trick or treat, trick or treat. Yeah, and and honestly, I think it worked out because now that I think about it, like... You're saying trick or treat, but like, did most people really have a backup plan if they chose trick? I didn't. Well, but you bring something up that I am very interested in, which is, you know, kids are going to be knocking on my door. And what if I, what when they're like, trick or treat, what if I stone cold look at them in the eye and say, trick? (laughs) Like, what would they do? What you got, Billy? Come on, Billy. Trick. Trick me, motherfucker. And he's like, um, uh, like, I want to try that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to scare children, (laughs) but I also do want this to be like an experiment, a a, a psychological experiment on, you know, have, have these, I want to, you know, when it's like, you find out that Santa isn't real. I want kids to realize that they're asking a question that they're not, they're not expecting an answer to. They're not, they're not really thinking this through you guys. No one is have a backup plan, have a trick. Have a fucking egg in your basket. I don't know. Throw a f- well. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> if Billy, Do if shit. I say trick to Billy and he pulls out an egg and throws it, I'd be like, touche. Take my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You've won. <laughs> You've won Halloween, Billy. You know what? I was talking to my mom about Halloween recently, and when we arrived here, she was excited to dress me up because in Venezuela, kids dress up for carnaval. But in Carnaval, you sort of dress up as your hero or like as Popeye or as something cute like Mickey Mouse. I dressed up as Minnie Mouse. But my mom was like terrified when she arrived and saw all these children with like very gory, bloody costumes. And she was like, I don't understand why. Like it's really violent. Like it's, it's awful. It's like the evil. They're, they're like dressing up as evil. They should dress up as good. <laughs> and in every Halloween, she'd make my costume. And I remember one year I dressed up as Marilyn Monroe and I arrived to the school like function. And my friend was like, oh, are you going to like stick a knife or something 
in this costume? Or are you going to like bloodify the costume? And I'm like, no, this is Marilyn Monroe. And they're like, yeah, like dead Marilyn Monroe. I'm like, yes, Marilyn Monroe is dead. But I am dressed up as the living version of Marilyn Monroe. I, I don't know if like immigrant parents like feel this. Where they're like, why are we dressing up our seven-year-olds in like gory ass shit, like an axe beheading them? Like, why is this the way that we've, why is this happening? I feel like my mom was absolutely confused. <laughs> Your poor mom. She was just like, por qué? And I remember one year I was like, oh my God, I want to get a scary mask. I remember exactly. It was a green, like creepy zombie mask. And my mom was like, no, 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 I I really and truly wanted to incorporate like that bloody scary nature to fit in cuz everyone else was doing it but I was I was terrified of it. Yeah, it's so funny cuz our experiences with Halloween have been so different. And it, Why did all... you dress up like a lot? Like your mom was like, "Oh my god, yeah, where's the beheaded witch <laughs> costume I got you?" Like <laughs> Well, close. I mean, again, we've talked about this in other episodes. My birthday is the day before Halloween, mm-hmm. and I was I got married on Halloween of 2019. So I my whole life has revolved around Halloween. My earliest memories of Halloween were actually birthday parties of mine. There's like right. costume parties where I always got to dress up as a character, and like all my friends would come and like dress up, and it was all. Halloween centric but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that my parents came to the states at a very young age they were basically kids they were kids like Cubans get to the U.S. and immediately they're like how can I Americanize myself immediately they're like the Beatles yes like even though the Beatles are from the UK but whatever fuck it you know like like the the all the rock all the music the customs the all that like the sports yeah Thanksgiving like I always felt my mom was much better at cooking American foods than Cuban food. Mm-hmm. My grandma was the Cuban food expert, but my mom was like meatloaf and mashed potatoes and corn. Like that's really what I loved to eat when my mom would make as a kid was like biscuits and gravy, stuff like that. So do you think it also has to do with the fact that like Cubans arrived here and then immediately had a path to citizenship? They, oh, of course. They were, they were sort of like given this... Hey, you're here? All right, this is your new country. While so many other immigrants, it's like, I don't know if I'll be here next year, so I don't know yeah. if I want to Americanize fully because I might be going back, you know? That was my grandparents' mentality. I think that's why they never learned English. And <clears throat> my, my at least my maternal grandparents never celebrated Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, so they were just like, no, uh, because of the same mentality of like, we might go back and fuck this shit. Um, but again, my parents got here at a very young age. So, of course, um, they were going to be all about the American customs. And even though I was raised Catholic, I wouldn't say my family was, like, extremely religious or anything like that. Like, my mom has dressed up herself for Halloween as, like, witches and stuff. And even now, she's been texting me photos of her Carmen San Diego costume she's putting together for this party she's going to because she wants to win the contest so badly. She's like, I bought the perfect hat at Amazon. And then she sends me a photo of herself at a thrift store with like this red jacket. She's like, do you think then she's like, do you think this fits? Does this work? 
Then she sends me a photo of like a little suitcase, and then she plastered all these little country, like stickers. making her suit, yeah, like stickers <clears throat> and like Carmen San Diego. And then she's making my dad dress up as Where's, Where's Waldo. Very clever. Very clever. Okay. That's my mom. Like, on Wait, her own. Wait, really? Oh, my God. Because she, you can't find Carmen San Diego. You don't know where she is. And Where's Waldo? You, you can never find him. So both they of them. They found each other. They found each other. I love this fan theory that Carmen San Diego <laughs> and Waldo were like, no one can ever find us. This is, mm, this is us, baby. <laughs> I remember for my engagement photo shoot, me and my husband did a very like Tim Burtony, macabre, in the woods type of photo shoot. And I was wearing like a black, like lacy dress. And I shared it <laughs> on my Facebook uh, fan page. And a bunch of people, older Latinos, of course, were like, ay, pero negro. Ay, pero porque eso es tan... I know, like, like that it's bad luck and vestirte así como un funerario. Eso no es, ay no, eso no da gracia. Pero por qué? Por qué un vestido de negro? I feel and, like they're scared of it. That you know, we've talked about how Latinos really do believe in in so many of these crazy folk tales and are super I know. Eh, 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 superstitious. And I feel like Halloween for them, <laughs> for many is sort of like, why would you invite this on yourself? Like, th if there are spirits, yeah. they're going to fuck you up because you're dressing up like them. Why are you doing this? Like, no eso, you know? <laughs> but it's funny because a lot of them are like, what does your mother think about these photos? Which, by the way, were perfectly fine, these photos. Me and David weren't sucking each other's blood. We weren't performing, like, a fucking goat ritual, like... Uh, sacrifice in them like fuck man like it was just whatever the photos were fine it's just because I was wearing a black dress that was really their issue it wasn't like a typical Miami couple frolicking on the beach with like white guayaberas okay sorry that that's not our engagement shoot anyway and so everyone's like what does your mom think about this what does your mom think about this and my mom <clears throat> my mom comments and she's like I'm perfectly fine. And she shares a photo of herself, like a bruja I from last that. year's Halloween. And she's, she's looking all dramatic with like black lipstick with like her witch outfit. <laughs> she's like, I'm fine with it, bitch. Oh, I love it. I feel like in Catholicism, there's this underlying creepy gothic nature to it. Like as a kid, there was no scarier place for me to be than a church, a Catholic church. Like, truly, I think that's why I chose to be Jewish, because I'm like, oh, uh, synagogues are just, like, buildings. And then churches, it's like, I feel like I'm in a Tim Burton movie where someone is sacrificed, and he's literally right in front of me in a cross. Like, I I was absolutely petrified of, of churches. I was absolutely petrified of crucifixes. I found it to be all creepy. The gargoyles, this, the, that. Claro, yeah. No one thinks about that stuff. There's, like, this, like, dark underbelly of, like, Catholic iconography, where... It, it, it feels very Halloween-y. Like, it feels scary. <laughs> you know, look at Absolutely. nuns. Absolutely. You look at a nun walking down the street, and my first instinct is like, this is creepy. Extremely. That's why they've made so many films about creepy possessed nuns. 
But that's why Latinos are so afraid of like the dark and the scary. It's because it's still very attached to their Catholic religion or like Catholics are here as well. I don't know what Catholics feel like for Halloween here. Um, but it's so funny how, how scary they find it, Jenny, because I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. In 2005, okay, Hugo Chavez, the former dictator of Venezuela, all right, 2005, issued like a formal attack on Halloween, okay? He went on TV, he went on TV and said that Halloween had no place in Venezuelan society because he said that it was a North American or gringo terrorist culture. And it's part of like disguising children as witches and wizards and ghosts and the macabre. And, And that's contrary to our culture. Like... Hugo Chavez, I mean, he had a lot of, like, flowery, crazy theories. Um, great for his uh, viewership of his show. But that sort of tells you everything. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he th- This guy, the leader of a country, was like, I'm fucking scared of Halloween. <laughs> An adult man who clearly was not afraid of much because he, like, staged a coup. This guy, <laughs> you know, thinks he is made of Teflon. He he can say whatever he wants. He he. He thinks that, like, he is God's gift to this world, and this motherfucker is afraid of Halloween, too. You think he was really afraid of Halloween, or he just doesn't want people to have fun? I mean, he is a dictator, so maybe both, you know? He's afraid, <laughs> and he's like, I don't want my my citizens to have fun, unless they dress up like me, because I'm a narcissist, you know? A, I'm sure why? that's the only way someone like him would get behind Halloween, is, like, everyone has to dress like little Hugo Chavez. I mean, that's scarier than a goblin, bitch. That's scarier than anything, honestly. You tell me something scarier than that. I cannot think of anything scarier than a Halloween where people dress up as Hugo Chavez. Like, or I any absolutely dictator. not. <laughs> any dictator. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the real terror. So, you know, I as I was talking to my mom about Halloween, she brought up El Día de los Muertos, right? And mm-hmm. El Día de los Muertos and Halloween occur like one day after the other. And it's not a coincidence. You know, this goes back to like pre- uh, pre-Hispanic times, indigenous times in in Mexico, where they also uh, had to look at their calendar. And the solstice, you know, was at the same time dividing, you know, the the calendar year. And they also, which is weird, every culture sort of has a version of this where the dead and the living months like merge in a day. And for them, it was almost the same day as, as the Celtics chose. And in Japan, it's also very similar, um, but they had it on the, the similar day. And when the Spaniards came and conquistaron, it evolved and it incorporated some religious elements. But, you know, what I do love about El Día de los Muertos and what my mom said she respects about it is that it isn't like, oh, death is scary and ghouls and goblins. It's like, OK, death is part of life. So let's like celebrate our dead and have fun and eat food and the the las calaveras and the skulls that in halloween have this like scary and and dark nature to them in in dia los muertos it's like colorful it's like a celebration of life it's almost the exact opposite what's interesting is that my in miami no one ever talked about dia los muertos i didn't learn about it until much much later in my life mm-hmm. which is fascinating um, and now, especially after moving to Los Angeles, where there is more culture that surrounds itself around Dia de los Muertos, I learned so much more about it. 
But then in hindsight, I, you know, I look back at how my grandma used to celebrate the life of her, you know, her siblings and her parents who had passed. And she always had like flowers for them. She always mm -hmm. had fresh flowers for them. She had photos of them everywhere. She'd have like a little glass of water and like she would light candles. So I feel like despite Cubans specifically not celebrating Dia de los Muertos, we would still have these little rituals that were similar. Mm. We just, but not at that full extent. We did not have, we didn't have like food for them or an altar. But in our own way, we had our tiny little mini altars. At least that's how it was in my family. No, I agree. I, I in Venezuela, we didn't celebrate Dia de los Muertos, but my my Jewish family didn't really do this, but my my Christian family did. The you know someone passed away and there'd be pictures and flowers and you know their favorite virgen was next to them it would almost be like an altar and death had this sort of very present nature in a home which is like oh <laughs> like i feel like my american friends if they came they'd be like oh what's that and i'm like oh that's the altar of all my dead relatives <laughs> like with flowers <laughs> and candles like who does that like they'd, they'd find it macabre they'd find it creepy but mm. in latin america it really isn't scary. There's this like feeling that death is just more part of life, in my opinion. Um, and here I feel like it's, it might be, hey, Jenny, it might be because of Halloween. Who knows? But I feel like here people don't do that. Like there isn't this tradition of incorporating the dead into your life and like celebrating them. It's like there's a funeral and then, oh, no, okay, bye. And then, you know, my mi abuela had just light candles like every day for my grandfather mm -hmm. and um, had all of the pictures of her, her mom and her sisters and as exactly like you. So there wasn't one day como el Día de los Muertos where everyone did it at the same time. There was like an own, uh, your own personal sort of connection to, to the dead. I don't think it's that Latinos are afraid of the macabre. There's just a bit of reverence to it. Mm -hmm. There's a there's some respect. Um, they don't want to make fun of it because there is a fear, like how you how you fear God. And I'm not gonna lie, there's a, there's some of that in me as well. There's sometimes that I'm like, Jenny, don't get too macabre now because, <laughs> and I think that's because of the way I was I was raised, mostly the way my grandparents thought. And I want to specify. When I say Latinos, I'm talking about older Latinos because there is a massive horror and goth community amongst Latinos. Mm -hmm. Anytime I go to a Halloween convention, it's mostly Latinos. I think horror movies attract a majority Latino audience. Um, so I don't want to say like, oh, it's all Latinos that are like, you know, don't want to talk about the macabre or even have the fear of God in them. I think that's just the more older and religious generations. That's something that I did want to bring up because I know a lot of what we've been discussing has revolved around mostly the older generations. But then there's the younger folks who are like, fuck yeah, give me all that blood and gore and ghostly shit, you know. I do like the thought of, and I agree with the idea of it, of them not necessarily being afraid of it. It's almost like they respect it too much. They respect it too much. And they don't want to, they don't want to play around with it because they, they think it's real. It, you know, all comes back to this magical realism mm -hmm. and the stories we've already covered in the last two episodes about these folk tales. And, you know, it's like, don't make fun of something that you're not sure is real or not. So I think it comes from there. Well, what are you going to dress up as Halloween, Jenny? Cruella. 
The Emma Stone version. Oh my God, I was going to do the same. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. No me diga. Te lo juro. Ay, bro, like do it. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. I'm like really bad. I always procrastinate. I feel like you've had your costume since you saw the movie six months ago. I yeah, I kind of have. I'm a procrastinating costume buyer so i'm gonna like probably oh, be no. looking at my ski suits being like can this be transformed into a cruella like <laughs> thing but i'm gonna i think we should both go as cruella and i think we should uh see who does it better obviously you will <laughs> i can't wait to see it <laughs> likewise